Les's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Now let's get into part three of this Daily Telegraph rookie watch. We have got the Broncos, the Bulldogs, and the Cowboys to do today. So let's get straight into it for the Broncos. Players to watch for the Broncos going into 2023. We've got Blake Moser. He's a dummy half. Adam Reynolds recently said that the Broncos number nine jumper would most likely be a shout between Billy Walters and Corey Pakes. Now we know Corey Pakes is much more of a Damien Cook, Jake Granville sort of dummy half, very quick out of dummy half, really, really dangerous. Whereas Billy Walters, we know he's a lot more conservative in that dummy half role. So uh, Adam Reynolds recently said that the race was going to be between those two for the number nine jersey for the start of the season. But they're ups on this Cameron Smith clone. Uh, that huge, you just know that it's a matter of time uh, before this Cabra Park graduate makes the spot his own. Now, we know when he's getting compared to the likes of Cameron Smith, one of the goats of our game, uh, you know that the hype around him is big. I've heard a lot about this guy, seen a lot of his highlights. I've very quick at a dummy half as well. He's almost like Cameron Smith, but a lot quicker at a dummy half. He's almost like uh, a copy of Damian Cook, and then you add Cameron Smith to that. I think that Hay is going to be absolutely unreal if brought into this Bronco side. Very excited to see how he goes. Blake Moser, um, remember the name because he could make his debut halfway through the year of Corey Pakes or if Billy Walters don't work out the way that Kevy Walters would like them to. The next rookie we've got, and he was in the paper for a while. He was on the paper for some pretty bad reasons as well. Uh, obviously, he had a bit of a debacle with the Broncos. Uh, he was with the Dolphins, signed with the Broncos on a deal that he didn't really know the contents of. From what I'm hearing, it's all settled now. He's happy at the Broncos, and he is looking to make his debut quite soon, depending on how Ezra Mam goes in that number six jersey. So Carl Alalpul, I believe that's how you pronounce it. He is a 5'8", an Australian schoolboys captain who was recently at centre of a bitter dispute between the Broncos and Dolphins. While some regrettable things were said uh, during the ugly fallout, the one thing we can guarantee is that this kid is a super talent. If he keeps his focus on the field, the rest will take care of itself. And very excited for this guy, Carl Alalpul. Uh, a very, very talented 5'8". And we know if he's playing in the Australian schoolboy side, there is a lot of upside to him. So I can't wait to see how Carl Alalpul really does go in this Broncos outfit. Fit. A bit of dramas halfway through the season, obviously a few weeks ago uh, regarding him and his contract, but hopefully that's all been sorted out so this guy can make his debut for the Brisbane Broncos. Now, the last guy for the Broncos we're going to talk about is Brendan Piakura. He is a back rower. He's already made his debut this season. In fact, he's played two games for the Brisbane Broncos this season, and I've really liked what I've seen from him. Uh, he was paid a record $1.2 million over three years as an 18-year-old. He's only made two NRL appearances, but 2023 could be the year this former Palm Beach Corumban whiz kid makes his mark. 
Uh, keep in mind, he's still only 20 and has some tough competition in Kirk Capewell, Jordan Ricky, and TC Rabadi in the battle for the Broncos' edge back rower positions. Very excited to see how this guy goes. I believe he will come off the bench. Obviously, Zach Hosking was taking his spot uh, towards the back end of the season. He was playing some terrific football for the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, but Bendon Piakura, I'm very, very excited to see how he goes in this Broncos outfit. Really big upside to him. And he's being paid $1.2 million when he's 18 years of age. We just know that this guy's got a lot of upside to him and very excited to see how Piakura goes in in this Broncos outfit. We move on to the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs now. Let's have a look at some of these guys, and you would know some of their names. Some of them have already made their NRL debuts, whether in the trials or in first grade. Now, the first guy I want to talk about here is Paul Alamotti. We've all heard the name. We've all heard the hype around this young gun, and it's all there for a reason. He's a very, very talented young center. Amongst the most hyped young guns coming through the ranks, started 2022 with an extended stint on the injury list after the trials, but fought back to finish the year strongly in New South Wales Cup, and his form certainly caught the attention of good judges around the game. With Aaron Shoup moving to the Titans, Alan Muddy will be banging down the door for that vacant centre spot if he gets a good preseason under his belt, and very excited to see if Paul Alamotti can live up to the hype that he has been given. Um, very, very excited. Really strong, large center that can absolutely destroy that defensive line. It gives me some young Latrell Mitchell vibes without the kicking game and all that other stuff. Just the strength, the big, strong, destructive center. He really does give me those young Latrell Mitchell Roosters vibes. And I can't wait to see how Paul Alamotti goes. Uh, Khaled Rajab, he is a half, uh, but he can also play at fullback as well. And that's where he's rumored to start for the Bulldogs going into next year. So this one, especially for those Bulldogs fans, is quite an important name to remember. Khaled Rajab. Not a big body, but has great skills, good speed and footwork, and is always looking for an opportunity. Was the Bulldogs 2021 SG Ball Player of the Year and a former Jersey flag captain who played in the New South Wales Cup Grand Final before representing Lebanon in the World Cup. And look, when he was playing in the World Cup as well, very, very good signs, really good at running holes, really good at squaring up the defense. Uh, all the things you want to see from a half, he was quite good at. And playing at fullback as well, we got to see him at a stint uh, in the fullback jersey, I think. Thought he played quite well there as well when Jacob Carraz was out with injury. So, look, really excited to see Rajab potentially get a spot either in the fullback jersey, which is what I've been hearing, or in the halfback jersey, depending on where he goes. Very excited to see if he works out. Obviously, the Brandon Wakems of the past haven't really worked out too well. Not many Bulldog supporters getting behind Kyle Flanagan either, even though I really do think that Kyle Flanagan is the guy for them moving forward. Obviously, coming from that that super talented Roosters side getting into a side he's not even starting in for most of the time uh, and only interjected into the side when they're struggling and actually does a really good job uh, and really does free up Matt Burton well. So uh, we know how I feel about Kyle Flanagan, but this isn't about Kyle Flanagan. This is about Khaled Rajab potentially coming in at fullback. And then again, Jake Averillo is a guy that I really rate at fullback for the Bulldogs. I think that especially towards the end of the year, uh, he was superb for them. So 
Where Khaled Rajab fits into this side, I'm not sure. But Phil Gould has made it clear they need a fullback and a halfback. So we could see this guy take either Kyle Flanagan's or Jake Avarillo's spot moving forward. And very excited to see how he is interjected into this Bulldogs outfit. Now we move on to Joash Papali'i. He is a Bulldogs fullback 5'8". Now, it's not Josh Papali'i, it's Joash Papali'i, and I believe that's how you pronounce it, and I hope it's how you pronounce it. Don't want to get bashed after this podcast is released. So, uh, hopefully that's how I pronounce it. Joash Papali'i, uh, fullback 5'8", an absolute ball of energy with blistering speed, and that Roger Tuovashashek-style footwork. Really exciting when you hear that. That really gets the footy arousal through the roof. Uh, Australian schoolboy and the club's 2022 SG Ball Player of the Year, who is now training full-time with the NRL squad and is one to really keep on the radar. Now, I haven't really heard too much about this bloke, but uh, if Papaletti is getting those headlines, if Papaletti is dragging that attention towards him, Australian schoolboy, 2022 SG Ball Player of the Year. Really excited to see how this guy goes and can't wait to see if he gets into this Bulldogs outfit next season. Now, the last club we're doing today is the North Queensland Cowboys. Before we move on to the Cowboys, though, I do want to mention one guy they haven't talked about here, and I'm really confused as to why they haven't, because at Cronulla, this guy was told to get out of the gym because he was just getting too big, too strong. Franklin Pele. Franklin Pele, a guy I'm really excited about, a front rower, uh, recently signed by the Bulldogs and geez, their forward pack looks absolutely unstoppable going into next year, by the way. So I think other NRL teams are keeping that on their radar and a bit scared of it, to be honest, because when you've got Tevita Pangai Jr., Viliami Kikau, Luke Thompson, Max King, uh, Jackson Topine, and then you've got the big unit in Franklin Pele all in the same team. That screams danger for me. That is a big danger signs. Franklin Pele, a really strong front rower in the trials. He showed us how good he was because he absolutely killed. It was actually a Bulldogs player as well. Ran straight at him and just absolutely annihilated him, Franklin Pele. So really good signs going into next year. Very excited to see this guy make his debut. Surprise, he didn't for Cronulla uh, in first grade in the actual NRL season. He did play in the trials, but very, very surprised. He didn't get to make his actual NRL debut, uh, but I think he'll definitely be making his debut off the bench for the Bulldogs and really stapling himself into this Bulldogs side moving forward. But let's move on to the Cowboys. The first guy I've got here for the Cowboys is Kulakefu Finefuyaki. Now, he's a back rower. I bloody hope I said that right because that was an absolute mouthful. Um, Giant... Tongan, who hits like a freight train, has some formidable back rowers ahead of him in Jeremiah Nanai, Luciano Le Lua, Helam Luki, and Mitch Dunn. But this teenager is a weapon just waiting to be unleashed. And I can't wait to see this guy come in and absolutely annihilate other back rowers, staple himself into this starting team. He's also got Griffin name, some forwards off the bench in front of him as well. Going to be very hard to get himself into this side, but look very excited to see if this guy makes his debut sometime this season. And I'm not trying to try and say that name again because I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to be offensive. Um, So I really do hope that this guy gets into this Cowboys outfit. Now, Taniela Sadrugu, he is also a back rower for the North Queensland Cowboys. 
Cowboys arrived at the Cowboys from Fiji Rugby Sevens and has recently played at the Rugby League World Cup. Played mostly centres last season in Queensland Cup, but can play back row and in the middle. Do yourself a favour and look up his highlights package just to get an understanding of his raw power and athleticism. So he can play a bit of centre as well, which is a bit exciting. If the Cowboys lose a centre or a back rower during the year, this guy can staple his spot in first grade and very excited to see if he can do so. Rugby sevens, I love me. Rugby union, uh, don't know much of the rules, but love watching it, especially the World Cup. Uh, my girlfriend loves the sevens, so um, look, very excited to see how this guy goes. I mean, you know when they come from rugby sevens, They've just got raw talent and ability. And Sedrugo, I cannot wait to see the raw talent and ability that this guy has. I mean, look at Lockie Miller. Came from either Rugby 7s or Rugby 9s and has stapled himself. He hasn't really stapled himself in first grade, but if a winger goes down, I think he's going to be the first guy to be brought into this side or even a fullback in Will Kennedy. If he goes down again in 2023, Lockie Miller's the first guy they're going to be calling the name of to come into this side. He is an absolute weapon. So look, I guess I'm very, very excited to see how Sadrugo goes in first grade. Now, the last guy I want to talk about, he has made his debut already, uh, Thomas Chester, fullback, halfback, 5'8", hooker, can play pretty much everywhere in the backs, given his debut in 2022, but could become a regular off the bench with Hammersoe Tabby Doe's move to the Dolphins. Chester was born in Townsville and is tough as nails. So look, can't wait to see how Thomas Chester goes. As I said, anywhere in the halves, at fullback, anywhere in the backs, hooker, uh, he can play pretty much everywhere, this guy. So, look, if anyone goes down, he'll be the first guy to be called on. And I can't wait to see him have another crack in this side because his debut was pretty darn good. For the five or ten minutes that he got, he was extremely, extremely dangerous. Before I love you and leave you, there's one other guy I want you to watch here from this Cowboy side. His name is Tyrese Woods. He's another young Cowboy fullback to keep an eye out for. He came through the same schoolboy side as Nanai, uh, but has the hammers blinding speed. So another guy to watch out there for Tyrese Woods. But there you go, guys. That is part three of the Rookie Watch. Stay tuned for part four. One.